me, show me, show me how you do that trick. The one that makes you scream, she said. Hey everybody, it's Wine and Workout Time Lisa. And this is Odie. This is a podcast where we talk about adulting, self-care, fitness, and whatever we feel like all over glasses of wine. Can I just say, what people don't know is that we talk right before we start and we go, are you ready? And they say, yeah, you're ready. And then you just bust it out with that shit. (laughs) Can I tell you in my mind, I was like, I want to sing this song because it's in my mind. And then I was like, no, no, don't lay up. Take this one to the bank. (laughs) Just came in hot. And I think it was all tone deaf and wrong. So, but that is called... Uh, it's by The Cure. I'll think of it later. I hate, I hate you. But you love that song. I bet you would love it. Probably if you knew not. what it was, but you can't tell what it was because I sang it so poorly. Probably not. All right, girl. <laughs> what are we drinking this week? Oh, this is a special week. <laughs> I like that you act like <laughs> you don't know. No, 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 no. I do know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It's a special week. I think we're like we're, people are in for a treat. I think they are. So here's what happened, listeners. I got an email from Total Wine last week or sometime that said they're having a, let me back up. You may not know, but Total Wine, I believe is a nationwide uh, wine and liquor store. And they frequently have classes at their location. They have a nice little wine room inside and they have really smart, I feel like pretty smart people there. I mean, they know more than we do. <laughs> we don't know much. <laughs> <laughs> we know 30% of what we're talking about. Right. And uh, they have tons of scheduled events. We had one scheduled at the beginning of this month, but it was canceled because of COVID. Mm. And um, got this email about having a virtual wine tasting for River Road Chardonnays. Um, so what you do is... They even offered a coupon code. Uh And so there were two Chardonnays that we're tasting. So we ordered it before. I don't know how you did it, but I did the curbside pickup where everything was already done. I just showed my ID. They had gloves and a mask on. It was very, they did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I think one, me being fiscally responsible, I think the coupon code was was a, it, that's what drew me in let's be honest okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never done a wine tasting so when you sent it to me I was like oh okay we're gonna taste wine but you you they got me with the coupon code and then the curbside pickup so I also did the curbside pickup and I just want to say to Total Wine they said based on the time that I was ordering it it was like hey you know it's I think it says like wines are always ready in 24 hours I ordered my wine at probably like 11 a.m. If that probably like 1 p.m. And by 4, I got a text that was like, hey, come get your wine. So I appreciated that. They did the same to me. And I was like, okay, is this going to be enough time? Because they even say something like, if it's after a certain time, you need to wait right. the next morning to get it. And I'm like, right. Shoot, is this enough time to get it chilled and everything? But they were very quick about filling it. Right. 
and they'll hold it for like I don't remember four seven to seven days. days. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty great. They do a they do a great job, and they have a huge selection. I don't know if you've been in there before, but it's huge. I, I went in there um, to buy the one that we uh, Jacqueline Jackie. Yes. From New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, her name is Jackie. From New Mexico. Oh, no, that's Jackie. That's Jackie. <laughs> so uh, we we talked, we tried, um, I think that was the first wine I actually liked, was the Total Wine, Jacqueline, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so one time we met up to record way before the Rona hit and I went and bought another bottle of the, the Jacqueline. So mm-hmm. I will link in the show notes what episode that was, because I think we were both very excited at the fact that I finally found enjoyed. something you liked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the uh, 200 Lamborghini wine. It was the Jacqueline. $13 Jacqueline. Right. So, I mean, keep it simple. I, I agree. I, Um, Can we talk for a second, though, about these, it's confusing how these different stores, and I know this is how they all operate, but like, we're in Florida, they have the ABC store, it's a big um, family owned company throughout the state, and they have deals with different distributors and stuff where they are the exclusive carriers of certain uh, spirits, I guess, like brands. It's like and, their house, or the, it's like like uh, Walmart having True Value or Sam's but, Choice, or but you know. I don't know that it. So like Sam's, I feel like it's slightly different, but it's, I guess it is the same thing. It's just super annoying. Oh, is it kind of like they're the ex- they're the exclusive um, distributor, but that doesn't mean that it's the store's brand, right? They just have an agreement that they're the only ones that can sell it. Yes, outside and, of probably going to that winery or whatever is website and getting it yes and so i feel like trader joe's does that a lot but they like work with people from the beginning to have basically that's their wine mm. of like this is a trader joe's wine Got they it. don't call that i don't think they call the winery or whatever that it comes from you know trader joe's whatever but um it, it bothers me though the total wine does that winery direct thing Mm -hmm. and i think that's what that means is that those are the exclusive total wine wines that you can get i don't know right because i i look trying i also love a deal anytime something says coupon code i get angry if i don't have a coupon code so then i go googling coupon codes (laughs) and i should get I keep hearing these um, podcast uh, episodes for honey or advertisements for like a honey add-in on your your um, computer because it'll search out the coupon codes for you. Honey, hit us up for, for a plug. Um, I would love that. Honey, come after me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your target audience. like you say stuff and then I I listen to it again in my head and it just is extra funny to me <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's get into this wine tasting because okay. I have never done a wine tasting ever I want to hear you tell the whole oh, thing I'm ready. like from do you want me to give like a basic here's what just happened and then you give your take on yes. everything okay yes 
All right. So a, a typical wine tasting is where you meet with the winemaker or a distributor that works uh, frequently with the winemaker or winery and knows a lot about that, the particular wines that you're tasting. And so there will be a number of the wines. They go through and tell you in general about their, their vineyard. And then they tell you their general process of how stuff is made. And then you go through the tasting of each varietal that you're, that's in that sitting. And they'll tell you specifically how this bottle's made and like what makes it different than the others and how they put their, their little spin on things. And you go through each one and uh, you go through the whole tasting. And usually there's a lot of open question answer forms. A lot of people love asking questions in a wine tasting. Oh gosh. But they're interesting. Like you, you don't think about this stuff. I feel like we're so out of that line of business and like understanding of what it is that we, I wouldn't even think of these questions and it's super interesting. You Do they ask about a lot. The, the tannings? Tannins. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm, you said you, tanning. That's tanning. what I said. The tannings. <laughs> I was like, we talk about the tannings. I'm going to let you finish. Because okay. I have I have a lot to say. <laughs> in general, that's that's usually what happens at an in person um, in person wine tasting. So uh, that being said, this was virtual, and it was we bought our own. There were only two, and then this was like they they emailed a link out that you didn't even have to buy into it. It was just I mean you bought the wine. That was it. So I'm gonna let you tell your take on. So what do you what do you mean by it was only two? Normally in an in-person wine tasting, is there normally more than just two? Yeah, I think there's usually four to five. Oh. Okay. So I'm gonna try really hard for this not to become a rant. Okay. Because wine tasting to me just seems so pretentious. Like it and I'm I'm let me know if I'm if I'm cutting too deep, mm-hmm. I'm just being honest. You're being quiet. No, I want to hear your whole thing. It and just feel, ask it feels questions. like such a pretend. When you're like, people ask so many questions. I'm like, what are they? What questions are they asking? Like, it's one thing if you're a what is it, a sommelier or whatever it's called, but like if you're just like a regular old chick, what are you asking? <laughs> besides, what does this pair with? Okay, like, can I can I stop and and answer some questions first? No. Okay. I'm ranting. Okay. <laughs> so then, <laughs> keep on rolling. Keep so on then rolling, girl. It was like, okay, we're doing this, whatever. I bought the two bottles of wine, knowing that it's probably gonna go to waste. Maybe my husband will drink it. Um, and so I was, I was having a hell of a day, and so my youngest son threw up. So I told him I would make him soup because anytime one of my kids throw up, throw up, they want chicken noodle soup from scratch. So I'm in the kitchen sweating because you know my house is on 80 degrees, making this soup for my kids. And then <laughs> I was like, crap, it's six o'clock. So I like run, I get the bottles, I set it all up and I log on and I'm like, this guy is just sitting in some glorious place in California. Yeah. The weather looks amazing. And we're talking about wine. And I'll be honest with you, I was just kind of like, 
what? But then I started thinking, like, wine has become, like, the new golf course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, this, and I'm going to be a little embarrassed to say this. It sounds ridiculous when I say it. When I was in college, if you were a business, declared business major, even undergrad, freshman, if you came and saying you are going to be a business major, you had to take intro to golf. And I was like, why do we have to take intro to golf? This is stupid. And it was like, deals are made on the golf course. And I feel like for women professionals, it's like wine. Like, wine is the thing that you, like, sit and talk. and like, oh, let's get a glass of wine. And I'm normally, like, I'd rather have tequila, but it's, like, or a margarita with a little uh, uh, umbrella in it. But people want to drink over wine. Whatever. Happy hours, normally wine and beer. Whatever. So I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, this guy is talking about wine. Like, he's talking about sex. Like, He's like, it's full bodied. And <laughs> I have notes about this. This is why it's so funny to me right now. I have notes about winemakers. That's <laughs> I was like, they he is talking about this wine like it is the sexiest thing ever. But one thing I will say, I, I feel like I have been picking up stuff since we've been doing this because he started talking about there was an un oak mm-hmm. and a regular oak. I didn't I did not listen to what the difference was. But he did start saying how, like, Ron Rubin's wife doesn't like the oak. And I was like, Ron Rubin? We've had Ron Rubin wine before. And remember, I was texting you, like, girl, we've had Ron Rubin wine before. And I was like, what? And I was like, yeah, the episode entitled Ron and Rick Rubin get Rick rolled. And mind you, I don't remember a lot of our episode titles, but I remember that one. So I'm assuming that Ron Rubin is a more expensive brand to this brand that we had. Like maybe this is like their lower value brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was fine. The first wine that we had, the Unoak, I actually liked. And he did say it would be sweeter. Wait, but- I still need to respond to your first brand. <laughs> but okay, before we go into the tasting part, yeah. Um, I'll stop here. I'm looking at my notes. I'll I just, I just want to address this. Okay. <laughs> Do I feel like I disrespected all the like legit wine drinkers? No, okay. no. I think you had uh, like a pre-existing bias going into it, and then you also had a bad day. <laughs> so, so there was that. Had a bad day, but I okay, just sorry. exploring why you think it's so pretentious and everything because it's legit. Like people are just throwing money at wine. And so like usually nicer wines get the tastings because not many people uh, buy them all that often. Like they're more special occasion. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody does a tasting, it really is like a, a special thing to be like, oh, I get to try all of them for like a special price. But it does look like more fancy. And people that are interested in these tastings are like very fascinated at how wine is made. And so that's where all the questions come from to be like, mm, I think I mentioned this about the Camus thing where they were talking about the direction that the grapes face the sun and how they made them rotating. Uh, I forget what they're called. The things that the grapes hang on the vines, like making them rotate to face towards the sun as it moves. I will say and I'll I'll leave part of this for the complete end, but I think me having a bad day is part of it. 
because I do think stuff like that, like how things are made, is interesting to me. Yeah. I just think I wasn't listening to the guy because I was like, my soup is still on the on the stove. I had to put it on low. I'm still trying to cook yeah, down the you potatoes. Yeah, you had a lot going on. You yeah. had a lot going on. But I did want to say, in the beginning, I was laughing at the winemaker. Not at him in particular, but I was like, trying to think of everything you were thinking of at that moment. <laughs> and I was like, she thinks this winemaker is a joke. But like... So take that to the next level. These winemakers, this is their life. Like they, I really do think they like get off on (laughs) grapes. They're like, oh my gosh, this grape is so robust. Like I really grew it right. But that's their job. They're all, it's like a combo of nerdy slash creepy. (laughs) I mean, they like really dig on some vines and berries. (laughs) Just like grapes, they're weirdos, but they like are so passionate about their. So I knew, I knew that that was going to be a thing where you were like, um, "What is this?" I was, I was like, "This is some nerdy stuff." But I will say, do we want to get into the actual wine? Yeah, let's get into the wines that we tasted. Okay. So. Um, so we drank, you go. Yeah, you I go. think I had started already. We, we drank, it was two Chardonnays, right? Yeah, two Chardonnays. One, one was un-oaked and one was oaked, which I mean, I think now this is where you're going to have to help me because I was not paying attention. The un-oaked means that it wasn't done in like a wood barrel. That's right. The un-oaked is in a stainless steel tank. And so it was sweeter. He said it would be sweeter. He did. Okay. Can we talk about this a little bit? Yeah. Okay. It's our show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, he explained something that I had never heard before talking about the oaking process. He said American oak would add like a toasted coconut and caramel flavor or smell. And I tasted that one first. Before the tasting started, I was like, I need to know. Because it was the reserve, the 2019 reserve. And I was like, oh, I bet it's fancy as fuck. So I'm going to drink it. For for (laughs) $12.50? On sale. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably $13. (laughs) (laughs) This was a value wine taste. So wait, so you didn't, you drank the, the, oh, the, the reserve first. Yes. And I was like. Whereas in the wine tasting, we drank the un-oak first. That's right. And okay. so I was like, holy moly, this is way too sweet. Like, it felt... Really? Yeah. It felt thick sweet. And I was like, oh, boy. But when he was explaining it in there, I am used to, like, a buttery taste in a Chardonnay. Like, a very... Um, that's all I can really say. It's like a buttery, dry taste. And he was saying, like I said, American oak adds, like, a toasted coconut and caramel uh, scent and taste and then a french oak gives the butter taste how it's cured or whatever the oak Mm. Um, and so those flavors come in there and that's why chardonnay uh notoriously has like a buttery um connotation i guess it's the right thing to say but um so the unoaked he was saying is made in stainless steel tanks and they do the temperature control to do the to manage the fermentation and they do really cold temperatures to do it like really slow 
And then when they um, like filter it out, they leave some sugars in there, some residual sugar, which made it sweeter than usual. So both mm-hmm. of these Chardonnays, I thought, were sweet, sweeter than a typical Chardonnay. Mm-mm. The un-oak, when I tasted it, which was when we did the tasting, that was the first thing. I was like, oh, this is not that bad. Mm-hmm. And probably because it was sweeter, when I drank that reserve, I was like, yuck. It was like hangy and bitter and I was just like mm, you thought it was bitter mm. I thought it was bitter because I guess because I had the unoak first and that was a lot sweeter yeah and so that second one I was just like nope 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 but the so, first one was good it was like if Moscato grew up a little bit see I didn't feel like I I like the first one too the unoaked yeah the unoaked uh, he said, so the guy from Total Wine was like a wine purchaser. So he works with all these wineries and mm-hmm. he was kind of like facilitating the questions with the winemaker. And um, he asked the guy, what would you pair this with the winemaker? And the winemaker was like, oh, you know, like this is a really good, somebody pops over for a minute and you run to the fridge and grab a bottle of wine and you, you're just talking kind of thing. And that's exactly what I was thinking when I was drinking it, I was like, this is perfect. Just like standing around the house, like cooking or whatever, not necessarily paired with anything. Mm-hmm. I don't think the total wine guy liked that very much. Cause at the end he was like, I would put it with a uh, spicy Thai meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But it was really good. Just kind of like hanging out. It was not acidic at all. And I, it was, it was really good. It. He, the winemaker said, this has a taste of like your first bite into a peach and I tasted it again yes. thinking that and I was like that's exactly it that first taste where you have a little bit of tartness from yeah. the peel and then like you still have some sweetness juiciness from the peach like it was but it, I'm I mad thought I'm agreeing it wasn't with you right sweet. now like yeah see, like, I'm like yeah I can see that I, can, I, I taste it ew I mean I don't I it's good this is just an appreciation I don't know it's just an appreciation you're (laughs) stop resisting it but you know doing this virtually made me think like this wouldn't be that bad to go to in person when the world opens back up you love this stuff I really picture you being at a wine tasting being like oh that is super interesting yes I I taste that (laughs) you love love you can't go through a presentation without a question (laughs) I am no, that's not me. You got me confused with somebody else. No, 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 no. I mean, like they're valuable <laughs> questions. They're value add. It's not just like asking a question for the sake of asking. Right. A You're genu- genuinely curious. I'm generally I'm, have intellectual curiosity. Yeah. So I, I was like, this would not. And so when you do a one in person, do they give you like cheese and stuff to go with it? Uh, so the ones I've been to so far have been like. You have wine and cheese. I'm sorry. Mm. Cheese and like grapes and nuts. Like a charcuterie board? Yeah. Um, mm. Or like a meal. It's been like a meal pairing. It's kind of cool. I know. I think you would really have fun at like a real one. So when everything starts opening back up, I can't wait to get 20, you to one. 2021. It may be 2022. Who knows? <laughs> I will say I appreciated that it was very quick. Yeah, it was much, I think I told you before, I'm like, 
I'd be surprised if it goes beyond an hour. And it was 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes, exactly. And actually, towards the end, they started to have small talk. And I was like, I'm not here for y'all small talk. Yeah. Like him asking him about how COVID is impacting the winery and stuff. Like, I was like, okay, like that to me, that's valid. Like, I was interested, like, how are they doing that? He's like, well, I mean, we have a big old wine, you know, area. We spread everybody out, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But he was like, so what do you like to do for fun? I am not here for this. Well, I think it, that lifestyle intrigues me so much, like California, the winemaker stuff. But I think it's sort of like multi-level marketing where you have to hit it at the right time or else you're not going to win. <laughs> you got to get in. It's not about getting, it's not about what you sell. It's about how many people you get in. Right. And the time <laughs> to be like, hey, nobody knew about this yet. And I'm about to blow it up. I know that you want to go to Napa with your husband. So bad. But you and I are going to make it to Napa too. I'm, I'm speaking it into existence. Let's do it. We will make it to Napa. I've, I've heard that the food is like insane. I heard it's very expensive. Yeah, we just got to go ahead and start budgeting now. Well, my house is on 80 degrees, so I mean. I don't know how, I don't know how you don't pass out. Like I was. It's actually, my body is so adjusted to it that sometimes I'm cold and I'll check it and be like, well, did someone. Are you turn kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I have like, I, I mean, if you hot, you just take off some clothes. I'm actually sitting here now actually feeling kind of cold i am under the vent right now and it's 72 and i'm in a tank top and short and i love it oh my god no i'm mm -mm. okay let's get to the reserve i want to talk about the reserve and how what did you talk about it was gross okay i said in my notes that it's way too sweet to be a chardonnay they said uh the winemaker his name is joe freeman i want to go ahead and start calling him by his name Joe said that they have five Chardonnays, which I thought was a lot. I don't know. All I know is that the unoaked and the reserve. I don't know what the other three are. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I made the uh, notes about the the oak and why they why it's a little bit sweeter. When I did taste it, I tried to like appreciate it, even though I hated it. I tried <laughs> to like listen <laughs> listen to his commentary and be like, okay. Okay, I see what you're saying. It really did have. <laughs> I tried to appreciate it, although I hated I it. I tried that to. Is, that is the quote of the night. You hear me? I think that's where we all need to be: is be like, I don't like what you're saying. I don't like this at all, but I'm gonna appreciate what you're saying. Oh, girl, that's a that's a word and a sermon all in itself. Let's move on. No, no, no. I need to tell you. So when I. When I smelled it and sipped it, I did taste the caramel like he was talking about. So if somebody is looking for a caramel, caramelly, whatever. Caramelized. Yeah, this is your jam. And then he said it had a strong forward taste, which means like when you're drinking it on the front of your tongue, that's when you get the big taste as opposed to in the back. So did you move it from the front to the back? Not I don't I didn't do like the special wine tasting this, swish. That's what the guy did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't he do was, that. But he did say like it just keeps going and building and going. And I was like, okay, guy. Like, I didn't think so. I thought this the taste was mostly forward, where it didn't like get a powerful punch as it went down. You know what I mean? Where some some especially dry wines seem to really get you when it hits the back of your mouth. 
this was like very much at the tip of your tongue. Girl, you are, are you, wow, okay. He said for uh, food pairing, this is the last thing I want to say. Food pairing, he said that the acidity of it, because it's more acidic than the unoaked, it pairs well with like he said. First thing he said was grilled chicken. <laughs> yeah, because he was like, "It's summer, grilled chicken." I was like, "Oh, who who is like craving grilled chicken? <laughs> it's good. Don't get me wrong, but who is like, man? I really love some grilled chicken right now." I don't know. He also said shellfish and creamy risotto. Yeah, I would. It did taste like burnt. It tastes like caramel and pepper. Yeah. There was definitely a strong caramel in there. You, can I just say, you are all about this shit. Look, the podcast is about wine. <laughs> <laughs> and working out. Two things that I do not, I'm not passionate about, but you are. And I just love it. <laughs> I love it. But sometimes I forget that you like this stuff and it's like how does she know all this I just am curious about the whole process like it's so crazy to me that this is an entire industry like worldwide it's a it's not an industry it's a lifestyle it is but these people so it is bougie like in your mind it's bougie and the people that buy into it are bougie but the winemakers themselves are like they're not hippies but they're these like just they've been out in the sun for a long time they're kind of like <laughs> rugged almost like <laughs> fancier farmer types yeah yeah i really like that i'm like man they they really they're like into it i almost feel like people that are like oh i'm going to the such and such vineyard they're just like wannabes but the winemakers are like legit have the appreciation for wine do you want a vineyard Oh, it would be amazing. <laughs> like to actually work the vineyard or to just have a vineyard? I would love to work at one and just learn all of that. I would never be comfortable being the winemaker. I feel like that's a lot of pressure on your shoulders. <laughs> Do you have to be a, I don't know what it's called. Some, Probably. Some, a psalm whatever. To sommelier, be I, I would imagine. I thought you said Somalian. Sommelier. <laughs> girl all right so i think we we, we've beaten this topic over the head i don't know that we have i just don't think you Uh, liked it very much i mean (laughs) we have what more what more is there to say i mean this is our first time doing a tasting i felt like it was a pretty big deal it was it is i mean we could just my computer is is getting ready for liftoff obviously um I nobody can hear it. It's like <laughs> no. This was this was special. Okay, so let's talk about <laughs> what's <laughs> trending. <laughs> You're like okay. okay, all right. So I did want to say breaking news. Mm-hmm. Still wine related. Mary J. Blige to release wine a line of wines okay it was announced today apparently it was announced on her instagram she's been working on this for three years 
Wow. It's a collection of wines that was curated by Mary and Fentel Winery, F-A-N-T-I-N-E-L Winery, a famous Italian wine grower. And the name of the wine is called Sun Goddess. Sun Goddess. Yes, Mary J. Blige. I love and it that. Only, the collection only includes two wines, a Pinot Gr- Grigio Romato, and it says that's similar to a Rosé and a Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. So I love both of those. It. I'll try it. It's well, it's releasing now to New York and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And and it's through wine.com. The full release is in August. I'm all for it. Go ahead, Mary J. Blige. I just happened to be on delish.com and saw this. And I was like, oh, excuse does, me. Does wine.com is it similar to what we were talking about before where they only do like their certain wines or do they do a number of them um let me see so that i just wanted that was like breaking news i was i forgot why i was on this website while you were talking to me and i was just like oh mary j blige releasing wine do i mean why is that like do you know how celebrities come out with wine lines like is it really a thing that is ever successful it's kind of like them coming out with restaurants it's like mm. <laughs> like are you just putting your name on it I feel like that's what Dave Matthews did with his dreaming tree stuff where it's but like, I mean for her to say that it took three years it's like you didn't just slap to me it doesn't seem like you just slapped your name on something yeah but I I, I mean part of it is like is there a new vineyard that's just going to be like hey we don't have enough behind us to get enough mm. you know it has to be kind of like both both are in it together to be like she wants some fame out of it they want to use her fame mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what yeah. the hell so it looks like this is a home delivery wine company but you can wait a minute this is a strange business model they deliver it to your house but they also said they can deliver it to Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. It's like, because it was like, look for pickup locations. I'm like, wait, this is all the Walgreens near my house. So they have a, a partnership with Walgreens, apparently. Um, you can go pick it up at Walgreens. That is hilarious. Whose idea was this? I know what we should do. Partner with Walgreens. Because <laughs> when people think wine.com, they think Walgreens. Yeah, I want. I need to get up to Walgreens to get my wine. And my prescriptions. <laughs> that is just so bad. Like, I got to go up here and get my Oxy and my wine. Like, What? Oh my gosh! Who that? You can you can send it to Walgreens or to a FedEx location. But I was like, why Walgreens? Or a FedEx location? Like, come on, Wine.com, do better. <laughs> what if Walgreens approached them and was like, "Listen, we are losing uh, sales. Can we partner to where people can come to our store to pick up wine, and then they'll pick up like wine openers, M and M's." Nail polish. 
nail polish, nail polish remover. Like, it'd be a whole. They they probably have maybe like a girls' night package. Pick up your wine. Pick up oh face oh. mask. Oh, right. Every, a whole, nail polish. Maybe I should go into marketing. Um, Walgreens misfilled one of my prescriptions years ago in Atlanta and I was very upset and so I've always been a proud supporter of CVS ever since then. Really? Oh yeah. I feel like Walgreens when we were teenagers like it had better marketing. Like I feel like everyone was like oh Walgreens, Walgreens. It was like CVS for it, it was like Rite Aid, CVS and Walgreens was like the new hotness. I feel like Walgreens has fallen off. Yeah. And now CVS is trying to come back. CVS you know partnered with Target for a little bit. They was like, we trying to be up in Target. Are they still in Target? I think uh, you said CVS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're still there. Yeah, so it was like, we, you know, this is the new hotness. Let's partner with Target. You know, they're they're trying. Then they have the whole, like, you know, corporate side of, like, healthcare stuff. So it's like, I go to CVS to get my prescriptions now. So it's the whole thing, girl. Yeah. That's smart. Mar- I don't know if that, is that marketing? Is that brand awareness? I think I feel like it's a version of marketing. I'm just trying to get my life. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I don't know. That was all I wanted to talk about. I have one more thing I wanted to talk about, but I don't want to um, take over the conversation. So, what's going on with you? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Are we talking about what's trending or what? Yeah, I mean, the I feel like well, the Mary J. Blige thing was trending. There was another thing that happened, but I don't know if I want to talk about it. The initial thing I want to talk about, I think, is lame. So we can just skip to you. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's my thought process. I want to talk about something that's trending. Yeah. Um, you know, fitness apparel is always a thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's always like, I feel like the companies are always... Same with any clothing, but this in particular, okay, like bike shorts that are almost down to the knee. Mm-hmm. That's a trend now. It is a huge trend, and yeah. I am not on board with it. Kim K, uh, first of all, I'm mad I'm calling her Kim K, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Last year, it was a whole thing, bike shorts with like a fitted top and a blazer. No. Yeah, and even on Insecure, Issa Rae, when she was walking through the grocery store at Molly, she had on yellow bike shorts down to her knee. No, I can't stand it. I I see it, and it, I will buy it. I mean, wait, wait, what? No, I'm not going to buy it. I, I buy, I'm like, okay, I agree with this. If it's like somebody's wearing like a sports bra and high-waisted bike shorts. Uh-huh. I'm still not totally on board with it. Or like a a high, what do you call the high shirts that show your midriff? I feel really old saying this. Like a crop. Yeah, a crop shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like otherwise, I'm not on board. And I also don't have the body type to pull that off. So it has to be like a particular body type that can actually pull it off. Yeah. I think they look heinous. I'll say that. Heinous? Yes. I mean, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I'm not in love with it, but I don't feel strongly against it. Like you, it feels like you have some strong, like passionate feelings about it. Yes, I do. I don't like them. Can you hear my kids? 
I mean, it sounds like a TV's on in the back. Okay, yeah, I, I apologize. They have no control. <laughs> um, we're we're it's we're losing it over here. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, like, it's not something that I particularly feel good about. Like when I see people wear it, I'm just like, man. But I mean, that's their thing. It's like I don't think mom jeans look good on everybody. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Not you know, and I see things. people, I'm just like, that's not a good look on you, but that's your, if that's, I'm sure there's stuff that I put on that people are like, mm, Oh, I mean, I for sure, I don't want anybody to think that I think I'm way better. I for sure know that I am not. <laughs> so you, you just like, <laughs> <laughs> this is coming out of nowhere. Like, where's this even going? Sorry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We're not going to go there. Mm-mm. I dress like what? Like, you just have such a chill, like, relaxed style for work. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl. Like, Wait, what do you mean? Like, I'm inappropriate? Not inappropriate, but you just chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very chill. No, I feel like you're saying that it's not professional. No, I'm not saying it's not professional. It's just a very, like, Belk, Florida lifestyle. <laughs> not like Belk. I don't... This is Belk? This is coming out really bad. Oh gosh! No, you don't look like you shop at Belk. I'm just saying, you just look chill. Like I was like, you just look like, you know, chill. Like I could go straight home and have a glass yeah. of wine. No, I think what it is too. You wear flats a lot, and I think you wear flats a lot because you're tall. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of adds to like the chill vibe, you know. I'm not. This is this this is unraveling very poorly. That's fine. Maybe we can readdress it another time when you've had had a chance to get some more details because I'm very curious about oh what my means. Don't don't do that. <laughs> when you say chill, I feel like I look like a hot mess in there. You like don't look like, like a hot I don't mess. care. Chill at work makes me think I don't care, but I do. But I think most people in our office look chill. We're in fucking Florida. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're mad at me now. Oh, God. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not mad. I just, okay, so listeners, I spent some time in Atlanta. I've lived in Atlanta before. So the professional world in Atlanta versus where we are is 100% different. Yeah. And so, so much more goes in Florida. People don't care at all. That's what I mean. And I think, too, like to put it in context, like, I started working professionally in Philadelphia. So when I came to Florida, I was just kind of like, oh, we were open to shoes to work? Like, where did, what? what? Oh, yeah. I'm so the- there's still certain things that I just don't feel comfortable doing at work right. that other people in higher positions than me do. And it's just because of where I started working. You know what I'm saying? So, and granted, look, I be coming in there looking like, whatever. I'm no. here. I've made it. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about my shift dresses. <laughs> We'll talk about this later. Oh my god, this is so awkward. <laughs> People are like, ooh. <laughs> Odie told Lisa she looked like she shopped at Belk. That's not what I was trying to she say. She said she looked <laughs> she looked chill <laughs> and like she looks like she shops at Belk. No, but you know how Belk's like theme is like the Florida lifestyle. Where I'm like, I wasn't trying to say you shop at Belk, but I was just trying to say like you just look chill you know what i'm saying it's just like the men in florida with like 
their polo button, you know, shirts, not polo Ralph Lauren, but like the golf shirts. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, okay. You're telling me, and you've told me this before that I look like I'm resort casual. Yes. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Okay. Resort yeah. Casual. Cause when you say chill, I feel like you tell me I look like a hippie rolling up. In no there. resort casual. Okay. Yeah. Like of course. Established white woman, <laughs> retired, <laughs> maybe lives in the villages, maybe not. Like, but, just but am at I sandals? Can you resort. tell me? And I feel like sort of I'm an enigma because maybe I do dress like that, but I don't act like that at all. No, you don't act like that. I'm just saying, like you just chill. I don't chill is a bad word. Chill is a bad word. I'm it's ready to go on casual. vacation. You. I, Yes. I look like I'm ready to go on vacation. You look like you're having a ball. <laughs> and I'm jealous. Okay. All right, I let's do. move on. I need to know I need to know what you're doing for you. What are you doing for you this week? I'm getting the hell off of this. Okay. Okay. Um <laughs> But for real, what I've done for myself is I have decided to say no to something like I it's I was losing something and someone said something like if something doesn't feed you don't water it I don't know if I've said that before but there's like things that I participate in and do extracurricular organizations that I participate in volunteerism things that I do and I felt pressure just to do it just to do it and I don't know if it's because I was like oh I want to be able to put it on my resume that I do this or that maybe I'm gonna you know get some great friends out of this volunteerism stuff that I do or whatever and you know what some of that stuff I just do not enjoy doing I just don't like doing it and I've been doing it and I'm like why am I doing this and like I was having a conversation with my husband and I was like I really don't like doing this actually I was having a conversation with my sister a year ago and I was just like I don't know why I'm doing this I don't like doing this and she's like just stop but I was like no I don't want to stop because it's gonna look bad and then I can't put on my resume and blah 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 and I was like you know what fuck that yeah so I'm gonna just stop participating in some extracurricular stuff that I do because it's like I'm I stress about it because I don't enjoy it mm-hmm. and because I don't enjoy it I don't do a good job at it and then I stress about the fact that all these people think that I'm a freaking idiot and so like these relationships that I'm hoping that I'm gonna build by being involved in certain things don't happen mm-hmm. because they're like Odea is an idiot because she doesn't pull her weight nobody thinks that you're an idiot no but do you get what I'm saying like I, I know what you mean it doesn't it doesn't feed me you yeah know what I'm saying it doesn't fulfill me yeah so I'm just not gonna, gonna let it. it go i'm gonna just let it go i love but that. i'm such a little pansy though that i'm just like well i'm gonna still pay my dues <laughs> i still want to support <laughs> i still want to support it's good it goes to a good cause <laughs> here's my 50 dollars for the year yeah Hope it goes to a good yeah cause. i just i just won't be at any of the meetings <laughs> here's my money because i'm such a wimp that i won't just like completely you know remove yourself it just feels so dramatic though to be like i'm gonna say no and also i'm not renewing like it just feels right way worse because there are people that like i'm 
you know, that I, I don't want to let down. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to have those conversations of like, well, how come you don't come around anymore? At least then I can be like, oh, I'm super busy, but I paid my dues because I mm-hmm. still care about the, the cause. Yeah. But I'm just not going to come around anymore. You know, you and I had chatted a little bit about this briefly earlier. Uh, this like distancing, quarantine period, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it has just really left us to our thoughts too much. Like, (laughs) I I feel you that on that though, where you just like question a lot of stuff where it comes down to like, man, I'm not doing all of those things that really took my time and were kind of a burden Mm -hmm. a little bit. And like, Mm -hmm. this is really giving me some perspective on what I really want to do. And I think from now on, I will be more selective on what it is, you know, I don't know. So it's been helpful in that perspective. And I, I'm excited for you to be able to have feel empowered enough to say no. And like, I own my time. Yeah. No, no, but I'll still pay my dues. But no. <laughs> still pay your dues. I'll still, I'll still donate to certain, to these causes, but no, I will yeah. not put my time in because it's not feeding me and Mm -hmm. and you know what's funny though about some of the stuff is like although I'm like I'm still gonna donate every year and I'm still gonna do this some of these organizations that I'm a part of like I I don't believe in the mission or like I believe in the mission but I don't see that the mission is being carried out Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so it's like what am I what am I donating to what am I you know, and I know it's like certain organizations we have scholarships and stuff that we do, and it's like I I, I want to at least know that I'm giving towards that, yeah, and not all the other bullshit that happens, yeah. So that's what I did. I was like, you know what, I'm done. Good for you. Yeah. I don't know if you have pressure or if you put pressure on yourself to be involved in certain circles or do certain things or from like a pres- not I don't want to say prestige mm-hmm. but just to be connected with like the right people and you would think that that stuff doesn't matter to me but it does. Yeah. I know what you mean. I I'm not that way uh but I'm a terrible texter. <laughs> <laughs> like it could be a day before I get back to people, but it's always like on my mind. Um, and so I will get back eventually, but I think people, I would probably also get offended at the fact that it's been so long. And sometimes like when these people that I have this problem with, it's not certain people, but in general, like follow through on different projects, like let's say a fellow mom asked me to do something at the school or something and I had not responded to her text before for like a day or two, I'd feel super guilty. And I feel like I have to like over uh, Uh perform at this thing for the school because Uh I feel bad about the text situation. So I'm like Uh overcompensating for my ADD. (laughs) Uh So not really. Get in with all the good, the moms. Yeah. It's always the moms. You're like, damn, man, they can really turn on you quick. Look. Look, you know I'm part of PTA, girl. I, mm. <laughs> this is a whole separate podcast. <laughs> Yo, oh. we can do a whole podcast on the PTA. Yeah, and everyone that works with us knows knows that <laughs> because mm-hmm. I wouldn't come to work like. But these stories you tell me, I am baffled. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what?
in the what? what? So what did what have you done oh, for yourself? Um well I told you currently I have a situation that I haven't run into in five mm-hmm. years where I have a few days to myself of no kids, no husband. He took them away because he has vacation and I don't. And I have, oh my gosh, just been living my best <laughs> life over here. When I called you earlier, you was listening to like, just like party music. Oh, I was just jamming to Listen. some EDM. I'm like, I'm working. What you, you like, doing? Hey, girl. like, this chick is having a dance party by herself. <laughs> and when I tell you, I was jealous. <laughs> Like, damn, <laughs> why can that happen for me? So, yeah, that's that's been about it. It's just like I can't relax unless I knock something off the to do list. So, I'm like knocking two things off the to do list, I and then you. I'm reading my book more. And Sunday, someone just tried to call you, huh? Yeah, sorry. You said, and Sunday. Oh, okay. And Sunday, I went out to the beach by myself and just, like, read a book. And it was like, I don't have anywhere to be for a while. So I just kind of was, like, on my own timetable. It was fantastic. That's amazing. But I kind of used to do that every Saturday, selfishly. Like, my husband was really good about that. Like, Saturdays, I would wake up and be like, hey, I got to run to Target. And he knew that was code for, like, I'll see you at 8 p.m. <laughs> when I come back. That's amazing, though, that he would, you know, just be like, okay, got it. Yeah, he's like, all right. I got this covered. Yep. <sighs> Although, lately, he's been telling me he thinks I need to just take a break. And I was like, a break? What are you talking about? He's like, you're, you're just, he's like, you're unraveling at the seams. You need a break. I said, we're going on vacation. He said, yeah, but we're, it's all of us going, you know. He's like, you just need some time to yourself. I was like, oh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but unlike you, I'm not going to be trying to get shit done around the house. I'm going to be laying in bed watching Netflix. But So I'm like, how is that any different than most Saturdays? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm, yeah. how do I need a break? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice of him to identify, though. Well, I think because I'm driving him nuts. (laughs) Like, as you know, I obsess about things and ideas. I've come up with a new saying instead of saying I obsess, that ideas haunt me. That's a great way of saying it. That is exactly the way it is. I stay up late at night because my mind just won't slow down. Mm -hmm. And I have to get some of it out. So I talk to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you are driving me insane. I said, imagine being in my head right now. You just have to thoroughly explore these things. Yes. And you sort of have to like put your toe in it a, a little bit in yes. all of these things because you can't let it go until you know. You need but to then, know at least a little bit. But then I dip my toe and I'm like, mm, this water cold. And I turn but like, that's what you need to do. That's what makes you keep working to be like, Nope, yeah. I'm gonna let it go. And I think too, like my therapist couldn't meet with me this week, and I was like, I hope I'm not becoming like dependent on her. Mm-hmm. So I had to just talk to my husband, and he was just like, Oh my god, like you talk so much. No, I I'm of the mindset of like, there's certain things that we're not capable of 
like I, there's certain emotions of other people that I, I can't handle, but I want them to be able to have them, you know, approached correctly. And I'm not that person sometimes. So I feel like we're not, I think it's great to be relying on your therapist to help you process it all. COVID isn't like met. We oh man, we are not. COVID is terrible for us in this way. We should not be allowed to have all this time to think. Like we should not be allowed. Yeah. To rotate these thoughts, we should just be busy, 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 so that we don't hear the shit that's in our minds and don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Gosh, I saw a Robert Half. Um, let me see if I could pull it up. A Robert Half. If y'all don't know what Robert Half is, it's like, is it like an accounting recruiting firm? Yeah, like a headhunter kind of thing. I was on LinkedIn, which I'm never on LinkedIn. I was reading, I was reading an article on LinkedIn. I was like, who are you? And <laughs> who was, are you, really? It was, <laughs> there was something that they posted that said 57% of employees have had a shift in feelings toward their career due to the pandemic. <laughs> so, I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> It says sixty percent are more motivated to work for an organization that values its staff during uncertain times, and thirty three percent want to pursue a more meaningful job. Mm, interesting. Because we have time to think. Girl. I know. I know. It's way too much. And I think that first point about people want to work with an organization that values its staff during uncertain times. Mm-hmm. I think. And, and that's where I say, like, I thank God for our job and our company. Because I think some of these companies really ended up ha- showing their ass mm-hmm. when it all came down to it, where it was just like, oh, what we're doing. Yeah. So, girl, I've ranted enough. You, you feel strongly about some stuff. So do you. I do. I feel, feel strongly st- about that wine tasting. And you feel strongly about me telling you that you look real chill when you go to the office. Basically, in my head, you told me I look like a hobo or something like this. You just have like a like anthropology <laughs> kind of vibe, boho chic, perfesh. <laughs> like you look like you could work for Gwyneth Paltrow at was it uh, That would be fun. That would be fun. <laughs> You would be all about that. You'd like, give me my stones. I mean, you know that I'm like pseudo hippie in the first place. So you have stones on your desk, but I don't believe in them. It was just funny to be like, maybe who knows? (laughs) I've even gone down the essential oils route where it's like, are these healing? I'm not sure, but I'm going to try it out. (laughs) Oh my. I think it's about time to wrap this bad boy up. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at wine and workouts pod and email us at wine and workouts pod at gmail.com. We will, we will watch for those emails to come in. We will. I log in now every day. Um, And remember to rate, share, review. Don't be stingy. Mm -mm. Tell your friends about us. Don't be greedy. Give to the needy. And let them know about our podcast. Yes. Bye. Bye.